Go to the book of Luke. We've got to get right into this. Luke chapter 14, all things are now ready. And I want to thank Marianne Herman for one, helping me with this like she has, and really all the ladies that have helped me with this today. I appreciate it. <clears throat> all things are now ready. Luke chapter 14. Let's look in verse 16. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and invited many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were invited, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. That guy's a liar. You don't buy a piece of ground and then go look at it afterwards. You don't do that. And the next guy said, I have bought five Chevrolet pickup trucks and I go to drive them. That's not true. That's not true. It's just not true. I pray thee, have me excused. And the third guy is the most pitiful of them all. And another said, I married a wife and I can't be there. That's pitiful. That's pitiful. I married a wife and now I'd like to, but no, I can't. I've married a wife. You know a great way to start a sentence? My wife. That is. Think about it. Think about it. That's a great way to start a sentence, my wife. My wife is the greatest person ever. See there? See there? That's a great way to start a sentence. My wife. All right, let me go on something else. Somebody said amen. Uh, so that servant came and showed his Lord these things. And the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as you have commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were invited shall taste of my supper. They were invited and turn their nose up at it. And God said they won't taste of it. All things are now ready. Father, take the words that we will speak here this morning, and I am praying, God, that it will penetrate every person here from the youngest to the oldest. And, Lord, they will receive something this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, this is a sermon that I'm going to say on the, up, the very out of the gate on this. You'll get more out of this sermon by listening to the CD than you will by being here today. And I don't know if I've ever said that before. And chances are you'll understand as we go along. Kay and myself and Sam and Ruth Kessler were at Cracker Barrel here a while back. You know, there it is. If you want FaceTime with me, there, I mean, that's, yeah, preacher. 
You want to go to Cracker Barrel? Well, yeah. And in that conversation, in that uh, thing we had, we had a conversation, and Philip Yancey's book came up. And Philip Yancey's book, one of them is this, Where is God When It Hurts? Now you understand the reason, and I told Norm ahead of time, this, this message is going to be a challenge. And it's going to be a lot easier to, you to, uh, to listen to this on CD and get more out of it than you will. Yeah, yeah. And in the book, Where is God When It Hurts? Sam said this. He said, basically, the end of that book, here is what you're really asking yourself. Where is the church? when it hurts. Where is the church when it hurts? This message is about responsibility. That's the message today. You say, this is the best smelling message you have ever <laughs> preached. Responsibility. I expect, when it comes to Orchardville Church, I expect certain things out of myself. When it comes to Orchardville Church, I expect certain things from the staff. When it comes to Orchardville Church, I expect certain things to the people that call this church their home church. Responsibility. Every Sunday what we do, we prepare and we sit the table so everybody can enjoy. And Jesus said, come for all things, oh boy, are now ready. Mashed potatoes, fried chicken, corn, green beans, chicken and noodles. What we got here? This is kind of like, uh, oh, yams, oh boy. And then we've got rolls. There's this chicken curry. Is that what that is? Something like chicken curry. Um, dessert. And what does Jesus say to all of us? And what does this minister say today? All things are now ready. And I'm not going to pick and choose who ought to be up here around this table eating this mashed potatoes with this melted butter all over it. And for this not to get eaten would be a shame because it's ready right now. You don't have to bring your chicken salad or your potato salad or you don't have to bring anything. The message is it's already prepared. It's already. And now the message is whosoever will come right on. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> Whosoever will. Whosoever will. And if you don't, it's your own fault. It's ready. It seems obvious right here. Right there you go. Right there you go. In Proverbs chapter 15, the word of God is this. He that has a merry heart is he that has a continual meal. That's one of the reasons why you come to Orchardville Church and it is not 
Come into God's holy sanctuary. We don't do that here. That's why you hear people laughing. You hear people in the hallway laughing, in classrooms laughing. One of the reasons why is because we're doing what the Bible says, prepare the meal. The person or the church that has a continual meal is the person of the church that's going to have a merry heart. They're going to be happy about it. They're going to be excited about it. And it is a great thing to me to come to this church knowing that the meal is here. All people have to do Whosoever will, let them come and enjoy what God has. At Orchardville Church, we don't just quote unquote go to church. We have a job to do. This, the Bible says, is a great supper. It's not a covered dish. It's not a wiener roast. It's not a potluck dinner. It's not, well, if I clean myself up and if I do all these certain things and then maybe God will let me come and dine. Wrong, 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 wrong. Yeah, I've got to go out and buy a new suit of clothes. Wrong, 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 wrong. What do you bring to this meal? Your appetite. Nothing in my hands I bring only to the cross I cling. The Bible says, he that is hungry and thirsty shall be filled. Right there, right there, right there, right there. If it tells me anything, they was hungry and thirsty. That's right. The uninvited must be invited. At home, when it was time to eat, mom would say two words. It's ready. She didn't have to get a big hook and hook me around my neck and drag me up. No, no. It's ready. Come on. And with us kids, it was like, no, I ain't going to say that. It was like a bunch of pigs. I mean, we was, we was going after it. The Lord Jesus is the host. And the host is worthy of honor. How do we honor the host? By doing what the host has asked us to do. What did the host ask us to do? He said, bring them in, drive them in, bust them in. Over at Centralia Branch, we've got Marvin Grody every Sunday morning, gets there extra early, and he goes and picks people up on the bus that we've got over there. Now, let me tell you, yeah. I had nobody mad at me, church-wise, as long as we was doing the first half of this, as long as we was doing and going in the streets and the lanes of Orchardville. As long as we was doing that. And that didn't take long to get that area covered. <laughs> but then... When Jesus said, go out into the highways and compel people to come in. What, 
leads me to a question. What's a highway? It's a road that leads to the next town. We have people coming here from Xenia, Johnsonville, Sisney, Flora, Louisville, Centralia, Fairfield, Wayne City, Bluford, Mount Vernon, Albion, Mount Carmel, Nashville, Illinois, Sims, Sandoval, Potoka, Junction City, Carlisle, McLeansboro, Jeff. Who'd I leave out? Iuka. Crisp. Alma. Greenville. Yeah. Yeah. Who else? Effingham. Salem. Bible Grove. Clay City. Where was that one? Louisiana. <laughs> not, one, not one pastor in 23 years has ever called me up and congratulated me for getting somebody from their town and all I'm doing is doing what Jesus told me to do. Amen. Going to the highway. Church, we're doing what Jesus tells us to do. And furthermore, let me add this. If it's, if it's on the menu, it better be back in the kitchen. Don't just say that we've got all these things that we can offer you, and then once you get here, we don't offer them. If it's in the menu, it needs to be back in the kitchen on the stove. I was at McLeansboro a few years back there at Huck's. How many McLeansboro people we got? No, I don't want to do that to you. And, uh, and I was working down that area, and I'm behind an elderly woman, and she's standing in front of the chicken thing that they've got. And the little girl, young lady that's working there, she says uh, to the elderly woman, would you like original or extra crispy and the the elderly woman said well hmm i'll take extra crispy and the young girl says we don't have that <laughs> and i'm behind this gal and i'm thinking this is going to be good because she seemed to have an edge about her and she said why on earth would you have offered me that then well that's what we're told to say <laughs> It needs to be back in the kitchen if we're going to offer it. God says these words, that my house may be filled. And I know pastors that will say, and they basically, they're just playing word games with themselves. They will say, we don't have very many people, but it's because we're preaching the true gospel and nobody can handle it. I got a Hebrew word for that. Fooey on that. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. They're making themselves feel good because they've got 68 people and they're going to tell themselves that's all that, that can handle the deep word that we're preaching. God says this, that my house may be, anybody? Filled. I see empty seats. I see empty seats up in the balcony. 
I see empty seats on the main floor. Years ago, somebody told D.L. Moody, it's shameful. It's an embarrassment that you advertise your services in the paper. And D.L. Moody said, it's even a bigger embarrassment to preach to empty seats. I like that. I like that. I like that. I'm not one of these preachers that's going to be into self-deception. I'm not going to do it. Oh, well, we got empty seats because the people can't handle what we're preaching. That's self-deception. Guys, I ain't going to make fun of anybody, but yeah, I guess I am here. But um, these guys that take their hair and they grow it out three feet this way, and comb, that's self-deception is what that is. You're not fooling nobody. I would never, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not. It is what it is. Excuse me? That's right. That's right. Bald is in. Uh, years ago, uh, who was Sean Connery in People Magazine got voted sexiest man alive. And somebody showed that to my dad. And he just bald as could be. And dad looked at it and goes, hmm, I just thought I was bald all this time. <laughs> uh, Jesus said, Pray that the Lord of the harvest would send forth laborers into the harvest. You know my biggest prayer? It's not, oh God, bring people in. It's not. My biggest prayer is, oh God, light a fire under everybody that attends Orchardville Church. That's my biggest prayer. That's my biggest prayer. Light a fire. Under everybody that attends this church. See, the easy thing is, oh yeah, just bring them in. God, you do the work, bring them in. That's not what Jesus said to do. He said, pray that the Lord of harvest would send forth laborers into his harvest. Every one of us can get busy for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Oh no, preacher, that's what we pay you for. No, 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 no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Sheep produce sheep. We are responsible to present the meal every week. What we're doing here is important. I know some people slough it off and act like it's not. What we're doing here is important. If I didn't think this thing mattered, I'd quit today. What we're doing here is important. That's why the preacher makes a big deal, whether people like it or not, over babies crying in the service. Too many man hours involved in this service. Too many people, their, right, their eternity could be hanging on this service, and I'm not going to let them be distracted by a crying baby. And I know your baby's the best. I know that. But we have got... Rooms, we have got, if you don't, if, if, and listen, I'll just get on this. If, 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 if you're not, if you're not uh, mm, satisfied, if you're not, mm, if you're really not comfortable with leaving your uh, baby with someone, mm, maybe, oh, that room is just not as clean. That room's cleaner than your house. Don't, don't feed me that. You can't leave your baby there. We got cry rooms over here. We got to where the TV's set up to where you can do that. 
I'm telling you what we're doing is important whether you think that or not. And I've, and I've been doing this for 23 years, and believe me, I've seen the flip side of this. I've been in church services to where the kids are screaming and crying, and I've been in to where it even gets worse than that. During the altar service, they're not crying. The kids are laughing. So you know what that tells me? The dad or the mom is egging the baby on, making the baby laugh. That is pathetic. Preacher, we never hear that from anybody else but you. Now you're learning. <laughs> now you're learning. There's a reason why a lot of churches stay the same little size that they've always been. There's a reason. <laughs> I just don't like that. Have to lump it. Have to lump it. This message is about responsibility. It's about responsibility. I hear what that, that it, ha it happens here sometimes, not very often. It happens over Centre, happens over Fairfield, that people get up and leave during the altar call. How dare any of you to do that? How dare you? When people could be right there and you're willing to distract them because you just got to go outside. You just, how dare you? Oh, preacher. Individual responsibility. Let me get into something here. You don't have to turn here. I'll go from one to another and read them for you. Deuteronomy 24. The father shall not be put to death for the children, neither shall the children be put to death for the father. Every man shall be put to death for his own sin. That's Deuteronomy. 2 Kings chapter 14. But the children of the murderer he slew not, according to that which was written in the book of the law of Moses, wherein the Lord commanded, the father shall not be put to death for the children, nor the children be put to death for the father. Every man shall be put to death for his own sin. Second Chronicles, I'll read it for you. But he slew not the children, but did as it was written in the book and the law of Moses, where the Lord commanded, the father shall not die for the children, neither shall the children die for the fathers, but every man shall die for his own sin. Personal and individual responsibility. Jeremiah 31. In those days they shall say, no more. God said, this has been a proverb in Israel for years, no more. Here was the proverb. The fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the children have grinded their teeth. God said, but everyone shall die for his own sin. Every man that eats sour grapes, his teeth shall be ground. His teeth will be set on edge. God is saying individual responsibility. In John chapter 1, the word of God to us is this. Jesus is the true light which lights everyone that comes into the world. Every person has a certain amount of light given to them. Every person, I said. Yeah, what about the person in Africa? Every person. Jesus is the true light which lights everyone that comes into this world. Every person has a certain amount of light. Psalms 19. The heavens declare the glory of God, 
and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day, utter speech. Night unto night shows knowledge. God's saying, I talk every day and I talk every night. There is no speech or language where my voice is not heard. If he accepts and looks at creation and realizes there is a creator and accepts that light, guess what? God will send him more light. And if he accepts that light, God will give him more light. And then if he accepts that light, God will give him more light. And someday, God will send that man or that woman the gospel. John Osteen, a man who could really, really preach the gospel. Joel's dad. And I say again, John Osteen, a man who could really preach the gospel. Really preach the gospel. That man was in Africa, scheduled to go to a major city. And while he is on that first bus, as a, a contingent of buses there with him, and they drive right on by an African man standing on the side of the road. And they get a half a mile down the road, and Osteen says, stop the bus. And all the other buses stop. And he talks to the bus driver. He gets out and talks to the other drivers, talks to the ministry team, and says, we're going to go back and talk to that man. And they leave the buses parked right where they're at. And him and that ministry team walk back and they go and talk to this man through an interpreter that Osteen had with him. And the man says these words. I was praying unto God and God told me to come to this road and he would send me someone. What was going on? That man knew there was a creator that man knew there was a true light. That man knew there was a God in heaven. And God sent him someone to deliver him the message. Amen. They went another way. They went back into the bush country and set up and preached. And there were hundreds of African men and women, boys and girls, that received Jesus because that one man really knowing that God was the God of heaven and God sent him the true light. Every person is responsible. Jesus said, woe unto you, Tyre and Sidon. Woe unto you, Bethsaida and Chorazim. Four cities that had the gospel presented to them, and they refused. God said, it will be more tolerable in judgment for Sodom and Gomorrah than for you four cities. I feel it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah than it will for America that has had the light presented to us to live in America and die lost and go to hell forever. What a tragedy. This table is loaded with forgiveness, with fulfillment, with the joy of God. And Jesus said, you will not come to me that you might have life. Preacher, I'm just too mean to be saved. No, you refuse to come to Jesus. Right. Oh, preacher, I'm predestined to go to hell. No, you refuse to come to Jesus. Preacher, it's just not my time yet to be saved. No, 
you refuse to come to Jesus. Whosoever shall call, not whosoever feels a certain way. Well, my goosebumps don't have goosebumps. Find me that in the Bible, would you please? All things are now ready. Salvation is ready because it's already been paid for. This meal is ready because it's already been paid for. And when Jesus hung on the cross and we read this and it says it is finished, the literal word he spoke was to telestai. So the last words ever uttered forth from Jesus while on the cross, to telestai, which literally means paid in full. It's already bought and paid for. It's up to you what you're going to do with it. Let's all stand. Father, as this message has went forth today, I am praying, God, by your Holy Spirit, that you are knocking right now, even if we speak, you're knocking on the hearts of people, and somebody today is going to say, the meal is ready, it's ready for me, it's whosoever will. Today, I'm asking Jesus to be my Lord and Savior today. Today, 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 that's going to happen in my life. And God, I ask and pray that you set a fire under every Christian person that's here today. Set a fire under them. God, that they would know that it is our job to go out and reach people. Every person is responsible, but God, every church is responsible. And help us to be responsible and have that responsibility of reaching people for you. God, I don't want that to be an afterthought of this church. I don't want that to be the, the, the very front runner of everything that we do. It's reaching people for you. Lord, I'm praying now, God, knowing that you are the Lord of the harvest. And you as the Lord of the harvest, I'm praying that you would send forth laborers into this harvest field. God, I believe I'm looking at some today, right now, of our laborers in your harvest field. Set them on fire with the fire of the Holy Spirit within their life reach someone else for you. In Jesus we're praying. Amen.
It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677. I saw Jesus hanging on that tree.